Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. How often have you heard someone refer to their car as a race car or call some car on the street a race car? Here's the deal. I love using the term race car quite liberally, referring to pretty much anything fun as a race car. That being said, I'll fully admit that most of the cars I call a race car aren't technically a race car, but rather just a road car. Now this shouldn't really be a problem just calling everything a race car, but unfortunately it seems that some members of the car community have started to take these relaxed interpretations of race car too far and are either bringing their factory fresh car to the track with the mindset of going all out, which usually ends up with stupid wrecks at the track. Or even worse, they're getting into their car and thinking they need to drive it like a race car everywhere they go on public roads. Please, don't do either, especially the latter. Driving your car on the road as if it's one big racetrack can have extremely dire consequences. But even in the first situation, showing up to the track with no prep work done and driving like a full-on race car driver is a big mistake. There are actually some huge differences between race cars and road cars, which impact the fundamental approach and driving styles to use when getting into the driver's seat. Let's delve into the key differences between race cars and road cars and discuss why these matter. First, lightweight yo. This category is pretty agnostic of racing style. Track days, time attack, drag racing, drifting, pretty much all of these and all racing styles benefit from some form of weight reduction. Physics tells us that inertia a body's tendency to resist changes in velocity is dependent on mass. So taking away mass reduces inertia. Because race cars need to accelerate quickly and often change directions quickly as well, minimizing inertia is critical in terms of building a race car. Now, why doesn't this work on a road car? There is the argument you can always take weight out of any car. From the floor mats and spare tire, to lightweight body kits and wheels, heck, you can even get lighter seats or even just get rid of seats in general. But to make it a true race car, you need to take the weight reduction much further than this. Get rid of the AC, the sound system, any sound deadening, even get a lightweight battery. These modifications aren't illegal or inherently unsafe but they'll make driving for any purpose other than to go fast around a track absolutely miserable. Just imagine getting into a loud, extremely hot and stuffy car just to get some groceries. I mean, to a certain level this could be fine, but for daily use and to an extreme, absolutely unbearable. Is that not enough to deter you? Don't forget, Race cars often don't have airbags, again part of it to reduce weight. At this point, it should be clear that real race cars go to an extreme for weight reduction that road cars 
dare not go near. So let's assume someone takes a road car and decides to completely strip it out against the concerns we've just mentioned. This is now a race car, right? Well, kind of. But if you want to properly push a car, you'll need to take the transition to race car further. Let's talk about engine modifications. Now of course, the stereotype is any mods for an engine have to correspond to big power gains. And to an extent, that's kind of true. You want to make as much power as you can in a race car. So why not just throw a bunch of parts and money at a road car and call it a day? First, there are some pretty big power mods that aren't street legal. From full decatted exhausts to complete engine swaps. Yes, these can be illegal in a road car depending on where you live, but are often used in race car development. Big power gains that are street legal can still be relatively okay to find, but there can be big drawbacks to trying to daily drive a car with significantly more power than it came from the factory. It can become way too loud, especially once you strip out all the sound deadening, or it can just be too unstable at lower speeds, especially at road going speeds. This can upset the car itself, from engine computer management systems to even just the driving dynamics. The most important engine mods for a race car though are not related to engine power output, but rather are focused on improving reliability at high engine loads. When driving a race car, a driver rarely goes less than 70% attack on the straights and turns, and often pushes the car as much as possible, quite literally to the limit. The thing is, road-going cars are designed to go at road-going speeds and the traffic flow, not flat out everywhere. Therefore, road cars often run into overheating and premature engine wear issues when going flat out at a track. To remedy this, a lot of track-focused cars have performance mods that are built specifically for track duty, from forged engine internals to significant auxiliary cooling systems for all the fluids, especially coolant and oil. All of these components cost a lot of money and do not make sense to put in on a car that can only really casually see some track duty. And yet, these components are pretty crucial to add into a race car. Want proof? The old C7 Corvette Z06, a performance-focused, road-legal Corvette that came out in the late 2010s, was a great performance car on paper, but it suffered significant overheating issues on the track. Yup, a performance-focused sports car overheating on the track. So just imagine a lesser road car trying to go full out on a track without these engine modifications to improve track reliability. Okay, so between engine mods and the significant weight reduction, you could technically still street drive a heavily outfitted track spec race car, just only somewhat legally in a handful of places around the world and after dumping in a ton of money on road legal modifications. Here's the deal, 
we still haven't mentioned probably the most important differences between race cars and road cars. Brakes and tires. If you're going to be driving a car flat out on a track, you're gonna want brakes that can take a lot of load and heat and that don't fade out after heavy use. Track spec brake pads and rotors are great for this, but have two major drawbacks. They can be super noisy at pretty much all speeds, but especially when you're not slamming on the brakes. And they often require some heat in them to work to their max. What this really means is that they're quite compromised on road use. For tires, this will be the most varied area across all types of racing. But the net is you'll most likely be looking for racing slicks in some shape. These are almost always banned from road use due to their inability to channel water and other fluids away on the road from the contact patch. I think between brakes and tires, these are the biggest items stopping a road car from being a race car. Even if you decide to strip out and modify the engine of a road car, getting away with proper racing pads and tires will prevent you from really calling a car a road car. And trying to run your car on the track with street pads and tires while going flat out everywhere will probably introduce you to the wall. So there are some big differences between race cars and road cars. Does this mean we should stop calling everything a race car? Not at all. Keep on calling whatever you want a race car. I know I'm still gonna use the term quite liberally. Just keep in mind that road cars that you call race cars and full on race cars will drive completely differently. And know that there are some significant limitations with both. Don't expect to have fantastic performance in a road car competing on the track against properly set up track focused race cars and definitely leave any expectations of being able to street drive a proper race car. Most importantly, do not think that a road car driving on the road can pull the same driving maneuvers as a race car on the track. So take your road car to the track to have fun just know its limits are probably much lower than the track-focused cars out there. Mm -hmm.